Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast, with winter just around the corner. Don't forget that you can get fireside chat versions of our podcast on our YouTube channel. Subscribe for free today by going to livinghour.org slash YouTube. Thank you. Today's reading was edited and adapted from Dollars and Cents by William Crosby Hunter, published in 1907. When you cut a melon in summertime, your friends will gladly come and sit under your shade tree and help you eat it. However, few of these friends would respond to your call for help when working in the hot sun raising that melon. Many people accept the dividends and benefits of friendship, but give you a cold shoulder when called upon for the tests of friendship. The world is full of people whose objective is accumulation. They are looking all the time for what they can get, and not what they can give. To forge ahead, you must give value received. You can't draw out from the well all the time. The employee must do what they are paid to do and then some, for it is the then some, or added plus, that gets your salary raised. The employer and employee must realize that each must make a profit. It is because there are so many ingrates and so many braggarts that so few people succeed. My advice about life and success will be welcomed by those who are square, ambitious, and patient. Worry and fear will fade, and peace and courage will grow within you if you take my words to heart. I have been at it for a long time. I've had successes, failures, joys and sorrows, and experienced the passions, the problems, and the difficulties you have experienced. Since the age of ten years, I've been thrust upon my own resources, and the thirty-two years since then have been years of study, work and play all blended into a happy life. The jolts, the setbacks, the sorrows, worries, and discouragements are the things which made me strong. They were but experiences. Smooth sailing doesn't bring out the stuff one is made of. It takes shadows to make sunlight appreciated. It takes reverses to make success. It takes hard knocks to polish you, and one of the most important things to learn early is to learn to say no. Look over the history of the thousands who have failed in business. You will find in nearly every instance the failure was due to an inability to say no. People come to us under various guises and ask us to do things which, in our better judgment, we had rather not do, and too many have not the backbone to say no. 
We are led to invest in some promising stocks, to embark in precarious enterprises, because we cannot say no. We co-sign for loans with friends or family members, not because we want to, but because we cannot say no. There is a class of good mates who are after us to join them in partying and pleasure, the foregoing of which would be better for us physically, financially, and mentally. Too many join them because they cannot say no. It is rarely that a person goes off deliberately and gets drunk. The lone drunk is usually the result of sorrow, a sudden financial blow, or hard jolt of some sort. The one who gets drunk generally does so because they cannot say no when other friends are ready to hit the pub. The ability to say no, to refrain from going with the crowd, to decline to go downstream, is more than any other one thing in this life, the mark of a strong character. The one who can say no is going to succeed. Temporarily they may feel ashamed, they may find it hard to withstand the jibes and jeers and criticism of their friends for refusing to join them in things that are not wise. Our old friend, the law of compensation, comes into play here. For in proportion as you have the ability to say no, to maintain the courage of your convictions, and resist temptation, so in proportion do you stand out as marked for success. The embezzler does not always start out to do wrong. Some family member may need financial aid temporarily, or maybe they have something they wish to purchase and have not the patience to wait, so they borrow from the firm by some creative accounting. They repeat the operation frequently until their conscience is dulled, and thus it becomes a habit. Until one day, on the verge of being found out by the owner, they are forced to resort to extreme measures to pay the money back, such as betting on sports or visiting a casino. One day they realize that all is lost. They see no way out of their situation, so they take more money and skip town, only to be caught later and made to suffer and all this because they could not say no to temptation. Learn to say no. Set your jaws firmly and say no. The friends who go back on you and criticize you for saying no to the things that may be harmful to you are unworthy of the name of friends, and you can very well get along without them. Friends who ask you to do the things you should not do are the very ones who are of no service to you in time of need. The individual who says no, regardless of the flings and taunts that are cast at them, is the one who eventually makes a success. Your credit and character are the most important factors in business and many a person has attained magnificent success 
through nothing but untiring energy, ability, character, and the courage enough to say no. Exercise your backbone and your jawbone so you can say no and stick to it. The average person makes up their mind that at 50 or 60 years of age, they will retire and take things easy for the rest of their days. Such a person makes a great mistake, for it is far better to wear out than to rust out. To the young person, work is a drudgery, a necessity to keep them alive. In middle age, work is an accepted thing, and we are used to it, and feel rather the better for having occupation. In old age, work is a necessity to keep the mind and body young. There is scarcely a more miserable spectacle than the person of fifty or sixty who has retired with ample fortune. They loaf around the house, go from one golf club to another, get lonely, feel blue. They find that the anticipation of retirement was a pleasure, and that the realization is a keen disappointment. There is nothing, says Andrew Carnegie, absolutely nothing in money beyond a competence. When one has enough money to buy things for the home, for your family comfort and enjoyment, when you have sufficient income to take care of yourself and your family, surplus dollars do not mean much. The person who enjoys pleasures of the home and friends, who trains or mentors the young, who travels and enjoys themselves as they go along, has the right idea. We must learn to enjoy life now instead of waiting for tomorrow, for tomorrow may never come. The individual who cashes in, puts their money in bonds and retires from all work, goes downhill quickly and feels they are of no use in the world. We have all seen those old codgers who have retired. They are not happy because they have quit their life's habit of work and are rusting out. Occupation is the plan of nature to keep us happy. So when you have all the money you need, have some occupation or hobby to occupy your time. The person who retires from any active work is merely counting the days until they die. When old age comes, and your body or brain won't let you do or care for as much as you could in your younger days, then get lighter work or lighter cares. Keep busy if it is only raising chickens or gardening, or studying astronomy or botany. Keep at it as long as you can. Die in the harness, instead of fading slowly away. Cultivate the reading habit in your younger days, that it may be a pleasant occupation when your legs and hands grow feeble with age. Never forget that when you quit work, or occupation of some sort, then life will have no beauty for you.
The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour. Get the best of our podcast in heirloom hardcover or digital ebook by visiting inspirationallifelessons.com. Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking with you next time.